We have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. What happens to those 20 million people who have health insurance? I believe, many people in my own state believe, that health care is a right, R-I-G-H-T, regardless of income. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290 KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 KOIL mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, self funded plan administrators, and caring for people services. This program is produced by E.D. Bellis and available worldwide on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. I am really excited about this week's episode, as you should be. Go to Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, because this week we're taking your questions from the Edie Bellis mailbag on America's Healthcare Challenge, joined by Stuart Sloan, president of Renaissance Captive Solutions and a contributor on America's Healthcare Challenge. We're going to be taking your questions this week, so feel free to hop on our Facebook page, search hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge on Twitter, and submit your questions, and we will do the best to answer those questions as we go through this episode. But we've got some that have already been submitted, and we're going to go ahead and dive right into those. Stuart, welcome back to the program. It's great to, to talk to you. Really excited about today's show. How's it going? Great. Great to be with you, Sean. Awesome. Well, this is the first question that came in, something that is is important because the last show that we did together, we looked at some of the issues with the repeal and the replace of the ACA law. We've been hearing a great deal about it, even some headlines coming out today. Uh, I'm concerned about how those negotiations are going. This is from one of our listeners. And if there's going to be an ACA marketplace at all for the 2018 open enrollment period, given the fact that we also have some news here locally about one of the larger carriers in the state of Iowa pulling out. Is there going to be an open enrollment period at all? That's a very good question. It's the question that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, <clears throat> there's really been a shift in the focus uh, from the ACA itself uh, to who might lose benefits as a result. Uh, in highlighting these stakes, the uninsured rate amongst uh, U.S. adults rose in the first three months of this year uh, to to 11.3%, uh, which was an increase from 10.9% in 2016. So only time will tell uh, what this uptick means. You know, are we again losing ground uh, on health insurance? Plus, premiums are now realizing a big jump for the first time in the ACA uh, era. Uh, President Trump's threat to withhold ACA payments to insurers uh, shows he he, you know how he thinks about health insurance. Everything is negotiable, like it is in real estate. In his case, uh, the bargaining chip to, to get uh, Democrats to negotiate uh, on an ACA replacement plan, but in reality, it could panic uh, insurers, you know, and crash the markets. So we really don't know uh, how this thing is going to shape out, and the time uh, where this. Uh, you know, comes into a critical uh, do or die is in the next 90 days when carriers have to file their products. And, and in some of the early filing states, 
that's already happening now, Sean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and how are the numbers looking from the preliminary results? Well, again, uh, I haven't seen the actual numbers. Nothing has been in print as yet, but we're expecting some very large uh, rate increases. And we've all been, across the board. All across the board. And then, then also just to hammer home the fact that the out-of-pocket maximums are going up on a yearly basis, too, because of the act. Well, not only the out-of-pocket expenses, but the health plan costs themselves. Uh, you know, it, Prior to this, we've seen uh, pronouncements that where plans will be available, uh, premium increases can be as high as 25% or higher, you know, depending upon selected markets. Wow, that's just an awful lot lot of money any any advice for 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 this person as they're and this is probably person or persons there's a lot of people that are probably concerned about this i know we've done some shows on this in the past but aside from checking out our previous episodes anything quick that they could take away at this moment really what they need to do is is to see uh, what products are available in their particular marketplace you know based upon the state that they're in and take a look at programs both on and off the exchanges uh, to see where they could buy coverage uh, that they're going to need to have for 2018. Right, right. Okay, okay. Next question up. I'm 67 years old, and I have a Medicare Plan F program. I heard that in 2020, Medicare is eliminating Plan F and the high-deductible Plan F. How will this affect people like me, and what will I have to do to replace this plan? All right, I, I can understand this person's concern. Uh, they they don't have to worry. As long as they continue to pay the Medigap uh, plan F premium, they won't lose their coverage. All Medigap uh, plans are guaranteed renewable as long as premiums are paid. There are 10 standard Medigap plans sold by a variety of private insurers that pay for expenses that Medicare doesn't include. Uh, when seen this first enroll in Medicare, Insurance must sell them a Medigap uh, plan without taking their health into account. But if they uh, want to switch plans later, they can be turned down. As of the, the 2017 uh, uh, Reauthorization Act, Congress decided that starting in 2020, newly eligible Medicare beneficiaries would no longer be allowed to buy a plan uh, that pays the deductibles for Medicare Part B which covers outpatient care such as doctor visits. So Medigap plans F and C cover all the Medicare costs that the program doesn't pay for, including the deductible for Medicare Part B. Uh, They are the only two Medigap plans that do that. But the change doesn't affect anyone who's enrolled in those plans before 2020 or who will be eligible for Medicare by then, even if they aren't using it yet. Uh, Congress decided that people should have more skin in the game, referring to the idea that patients will be more prudent healthcare decision makers if they're on the hook for at least a part of the cost. So for even plans C and F will no longer be available, Medigap plans D and G uh, will be good substitutes. They provide similar comprehensive coverage except for the Part B deductible. 
So when when can the listeners go about making those changes if if they're affected by uh, by this? Anytime, anytime prior to uh, 2020. Okay. Is there a certain time of year that they would need to to do well, this? Well, open enrollment uh, is you know beginning in October uh, each year, and so those are the times that they may need to make these kinds of decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of. Something to plant in in your head if you're listening out there, maybe on the Medicare Plan F, probably should just at least have have a conversation with somebody to to see if see uh, what your options are, mm-hmm. because 2020 will be here before we know it. This year is already true. flying by. Mm-hmm. Anything else that this person needs to know? No, not really. Uh, if they have Plan F or high deductible F, they'll be able to keep it. So again, as we started that that uh, answer to that question, uh, they don't have to worry about that. It's the folks that don't have uh, Plan F or high deductible F, if they were ever considering it, uh, now would be the time. This next open enrollment period to take a look at it, and and uh, 2019 uh, in addition to that. Those would be the last two times. Come 2020, that option's off the table. All right. So use it or lose it if you're interested in that option out there and uh, feel free to to contact Edie Bellis if you need somebody that can help you with with those decisions they're happy to find somebody to help you um, okay um, next up we have in the last two years my employer has provided us with group plans that have a heavy emphasis on wellness and behavioral change some of these tools I guess are good but others are hard for me to comply with is this trend going to continue, and is it will it get tougher in the future years? I, I've heard some some uh, horror stories about some of these things. Your comments, Stuart? Um, this is a trend that's really going to continue and going to continue heavily uh, as employers try to uh, to grab hold of uh, those issues that are making for high uh, you know high dollar claims, helping employees live healthier and happier lives. And supporting employers with tools uh, to improve their coaching has been the purpose of these uh, corpus, uh, these corporate wellness and behavioral change. Uh, you know, and this person says some of them have been good, and they're having difficulty with with adhering to some of the others. Uh, you know, uh, stopping smoking. You know, uh, weight control uh, amongst the the two top. Oh, those benefits will continue in emphasis uh, because of their claims costs. Uh, millennials in the workforce will demand more sophisticated technology with these tools. Their traditional health risk assessment will evolve into a more useful tool. Uh, wellness will be a part of all companies' uh, business objectives. Uh, non-traditional workplace settings will replace the health-damaging sitting and sedentary work environment uh, of today. Uh, So this will be, as far as return on investment, uh, this will be a long-term business strategy uh, that most successful businesses will continue to use. So get used to it, in other words? Get used to it. uh, Try to figure out ways that you can take advantage of it uh, for your own personal use. Okay. Okay, great. All right, got to take a timeout. Uh, here for a moment but when we come back we've got plenty more answers to your questions which you can submit hey you can call 402-342-1290 or you can 
Submit it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll try to get to to you on the air, or somebody will get back to you immediately. But when we got back, we've got uh, some folks that have some chronic illnesses that have some questions. We have a, a younger millennial who's single, wanting to know what's going on with everything, and, and, so, and some more questions for you. So we'll be right back right after this. This is America's Healthcare Challenge again. Online at Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. And we will be back right after this.